It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcast from. We have made it through to the 1st of June today. It is a Thursday and coming up this morning, well, we have often talked about during the property cycle, the different markets running at a different speed. And there are some cities around the world that run and dance to their own tune. So this morning we are turning our attention to a city that is defying all of the odds and silencing its critics because of its continued growth, both in terms of sales and the international migration that is taking place there. And of course, the city that I'm talking about is Dubai. Now get this. Russians have been moving there to escape what is going on with the war and the numbers are as high as 400,000 Russians that have migrated to the UAE just in the last 12 months, 400,000 of them and many of them, these are the international buyers, are cash buyers up to 80% of all transactions. So let's welcome back Mario Volpe, a real estate professional working on the ground in Dubai. And good morning, Mario. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Good morning, Craig, and welcome to everybody listening. You know, that's really interesting, isn't it? That 70 to 80%, that's a, a real cushion effect with cash purchases so high. Now, there's not very many countries around the world that can say that nor be operating with that kind of a buffer. Yeah, it's true. I'm actually not surprised to hear that, to be very honest with you. When I first came to Dubai in 2008, uh, the majority of purchases were cash buyers. And, you know, cash is king is the saying, and it definitely was the case then. Steadily over the years, as more and more perhaps end users were moving into the market, the mortgage side of things started to take off and, and steadily increase over the years. But I think with the tightening of uh, interest rates uh, in America, and of course the dirham is pegged to the dollar here, uh, we've seen perhaps a little bit more reductions in in mortgages and, and therefore that slack has been taken up by cash buyers. So when you mentioned that, whilst it's a very high in, uh, number, I, I wasn't that surprised. Yes, Dubai is a fascinating city and we'll be back with Mario in just a moment talking about the eighth wonder of the world. What is that? We'll find out next. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And from Core Logic this morning, capital city unit rentals are in high demand, leading to a significant decrease in the gap between median house and unit rents. Unit rents grew by 1.6% in April. Now that is outpacing house rents and factors like increased student and worker rental demands and the return of overseas migrants and internet 
international students. Now, that has all contributed to a record 4.9% increase in unit rents. And Sydney still, no surprise here, remains the most expensive rental market in the country with a staggering 19.1% annual increase in unit rents. When is it going to slow down? It is running red hot at the moment. Something that's not slowing down, if you have hit it today, is your birthday. It is the 1st of June. If you are celebrating, happy birthday to you. I see that Marilyn Monroe, she would have been celebrating today her 97th birthday. Heidi Klum, she's celebrating her 50th. Alanis Morissette, the Canadian rocker, she's turning 48. And Jason Donovan at the other end of the scale for singing. He is turning 54. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country, let's check it for June the 1st. And first we go to Sydney, expecting a grey, cloudy sort of a day with 23. Melbourne, expect one or two showers with 15. In Brisbane, should be mainly fine. Little bit of smoke around and your top of 25. And in Perth today, sunshine with a chance of rain and 19 degrees. Every morning from 6 a.m. across Australia, we deliver you the latest property news, commentary and predictions from Perth to Cairns and from Melbourne to Brisbane, seven days a week, only on The Real Estate Podcast. And we are back with Mario Volpe and we are going to turn the spotlight right now on Palm Jumeirah. Now, this is the prestigious suburb of Dubai where the developers pushed forward into the sea and built this impressive island. It is the luxury end of the market. People who have the money and can afford to live there want to do that. And Mario, some people may have heard about Palm Jumeirah, but may not know all of its backstory. So perhaps this morning, tell people a little bit more about Palm Jumeirah. For those people who don't know what the Palm Jumeirah is, I mean, it originally was going to be one of three man-made islands just slightly out into sea. Of the three, only one was developed uh, fully and is still not finished, and that is Palm Jumeirah. It is the jewel in the crown of Dubai. I mean, some people call it the eighth wonder of the world, the fact that you can build effectively on water. It's made up of residential and commercial uh, entities, hotels. Some of you uh, may have heard of the Atlantis Hotel. And recently there was another uh, hotel slash residential development called the Royal Atlantis, which again is an iconic structure. Everybody wants to live on Palm Jumeirah. It has um, their own private beaches for the villas on the fronds. Uh, There is a cachet about it. There is an upmarket uh, trend to, to live there. The villas are, are huge. It's just what people want. And, and as a result, that drives the prices up. There aren't many villas other than on the fronds. The rest is made up of the trunk where there are apartments, hotels are on the crescent. This whole archipelago of, of island, if you like, can be seen from space. So it's super, super special. And that's why, you know, people want to want to live there. But it's not quite finished. It's uh, It's been a project that's been running for over 20 years and will continue because there are still pockets of land that haven't been developed and developed 
developers are scrambling to to grab hold of them because they've seen the value. Uh, but just as a side note, there is going to be a new palm that is coming, which is Palm Jebel Ali. This was a project that was uh, shelved some years ago, uh, but the developer, Nikhil, is going to be developing this soon this year. So watch this space. The world will know about it because the success of Palm Jumeirah will be replicated, no doubt, for Palm Jebel Ali, which is coming soon. Mm, and and that uh, new development, how far away from Palm Jumeirah is it? When you look at it from the map, it doesn't seem very far, but but it is really. It's uh, it's about a sort of a, a half an hour drive, 20 minutes, half an hour drive from Palm Jumeirah heading towards Abu Dhabi. So it's on it's on the main stretch, but it's, it's pretty much on the borders of Dubai and Abu Dhabi. It will attract, obviously, a lots of other buyers from from the capital. It's, it's just going to be a huge project that with the success from, from Palm Jumeirah, the second time round, if I can put it that way, will actually ensure its success. When, when they actually launch this, it'll be on everybody's lips. Palm Jebel Ali will be the talking point globally, 100%, I'm sure of it. Wow. And coming back to Palm Jumeirah, do you know what the population is for Palm Jumeirah? The population, to be honest with you, Craig, is, I'm not going to say it's a closely guarded secret, but it's not updated uh, that much uh, online. I know that the population is steadily growing, and that's been the success of, of the real estate market in the last few years. People have not just been coming to, to holiday in Dubai, but they've been seeing, uh, they like what they see, and they decide to either relocate here, companies obviously are relocating here, but people are also buying holiday homes. They like what they see and they think that this is something that they can invest their money. And it's obviously, you know, very safe at the moment. Obviously, what goes up has to come down. We cannot have a continuation of of boom without, you know, some sort of leveling off. But I think the, the measures that have been put in place for investors to ensure that a, a bubble will not burst is, is very good. So, for example, when a buyer or an investor buys an off-plan property, they cannot resell it uh, for a period of time or until that investor has paid a minimum of 30, 40, and in some cases, 50% of the purchase price through the developer's office before they're allowed to get the NOC and sell it. And that stopped speculators literally just queuing up, paying five or perhaps as much as 10% in order to, to, uh, to buy the property or at least to start the buying process and then flipping it quickly for a quick profit. All these measures uh, have ensured continuancy and, and ensuring that the market is, is safe, safe for investors and doesn't, you know, sort of blow up in our faces. And just lastly, I just want to sort of crunch back down onto that new development that you're talking about. That is going to be far more significant than Palm Jumeirah from what you're saying. So is that like double the size, triple the size? If anybody's ever flown out of, uh, I guess it depends on when you're flying to, but some some of the aircraft, when, when they take off, they go out to sea and then bank ground and you fly over Palm Jebel Ali and it is double the size of, uh, of Palm Jumeirah. And, that, and that's significant because Palm Jumeirah is about five kilometers out, out to sea. So it, it is a large land mass, again, can be seen from space. There was a lot of hype when it was first launched in sort of the, the early 2000s. 
But as usual with the financial crisis that came in 2008, 2009, sadly, it, it, was a, it was a victim. And so what the developer did over the years was buy back a lot of the stock that was bought by investors, of which I have to say many people have not sold back to, to the developer. So there is a percentage, not very big, maybe 5% or 10% of the, of the previous sales are still from people who invested, you know, dare I say, sort of 18, 20 years ago. Now, that's a long time to hold a piece of paper, but those individuals will reap the benefits because with the way the market has been, the properties that will be launched, I'm going to say pricey, but obviously reflective of what the market is doing now. But in terms of what they were, they paid for it all those years ago, they will finally, I think, get their reward. But everybody will want a piece of this pie. I'm absolutely certain of it. So watch this space. It's going to be amazing. Well, thank you for sort of giving us a bit of a breakdown on that new development. I know that the listeners would have found that really interesting and Palm Jumeirah as well. Until next time, we'll talk then. It's a pleasure. Thank you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 